Hey, this is Dr. Marisa, women's hormone expert, author, and the host of the Essentially You podcast. And today I'm gonna talk about the five best and worst fruits for stabilizing your blood sugar. Now, when I first got started into nutrition back in 2009, I remember I was obsessed with green smoothies. And I would throw a half of a banana or more into my morning green smoothie thinking, this is the healthiest smoothie on earth. But wow, was I wrong. My green smoothies back then were total fruit bombs. Not only would I put banana in it, I would put mango, strawberries, other berries, and yes, I'd put greens and a little bit of protein, but at the end of the day, little did I know, I was spiking my blood sugar. Now, what's really interesting, when it comes to our blood sugar, not all fruits are created equal. And this was something I had to learn over the years. And some of them can be downright dangerous depending on when you eat them and how much you eat them. But does that mean that you have to stop eating bananas or other high glycemic fruits entirely? No, not at all. Now in today's shorty podcast, I'm gonna be sharing which ones are the best and worst for your blood sugar. But first, it's important to understand that no natural food, including fruit, is inherently bad. The overall composition of your meals really matter more than any individual component when it comes to your health. Plus, fruits offer tons of fiber, a range of vitamins, minerals, phytochemicals, and antioxidants, which have massive benefits. In fact, some fruits are incredible sources of micronutrients that are essential for overall health and optimal cellular function. So do not give up fruit. Berries, for example, probably one of my absolute favorite foods on this planet, are one of the top dietary sources for polyphenols those red, bluish, purple plant pigments that we see in blueberries and blackberries, even raspberries, have been shown to counteract disease-causing oxidative stress and help alleviate or reduce the risk for conditions like obesity, diabetes, and cardiovascular disease. And it's not just berries, although I'm a big fan of berries. Let's take citrus fruits, for example. In addition to having high levels of immune-supportive vitamin C, Citrus fruits contain at least 19 different flavonoid compounds. Collectively, these are called citrus flavonoids, and they have an ability to help regulate biochemical pathways that enhance lipid metabolism, reduce blood sugar, improve insulin sensitivity, and reduce oxidative stress. Again, amazing for your blood sugar and amazing for your cells. But when your goal is to have balanced blood sugar consistently throughout the day, remember that is literally the name of the game here, is keeping that blood sugar balanced all day long, there are three fundamental factors that matter the most when it comes to fruit. Number one, how much sugar is in the fruit? So most whole fruit contains three types of sugar, glucose, fructose, and sucrose. And they're in varying proportions. It really just depends on the fruit, depends on the ripeness, there's all kinds of factors. And we all know that these can increase blood sugar levels and can result in adverse metabolic effects when consumed in excess. Think of a bowl of grapes, right? If you eat a whole bowl of grapes, guaranteed you're gonna mega spike your blood sugar. Now fructose is metabolized in the liver and causes a small initial increase in blood glucose, but consuming too much can lead to fat buildup in the liver and insulin resistance of liver cells. So that's the thing about fructose is that we have to break it down in the liver first before we can turn it into glucose. Now rather than focusing on one type of sugar, compare the overall sugar content of fruits. That's the goal. For example, a medium banana has 14.4 grams of sugar, while a half a cup of raspberries have just 2.7 grams, right? So we wanna be looking at the overall amount of sugar inside of a fruit to determine really how much we should be consuming or if we should be pairing it with something else. Number two, how much fiber is in the fruit? 
So a portion of fiber passes through the digestive system, right, intact. Soluble fiber helps slow down digestion at a rate in which the gut absorbs glucose, which I love, thank goodness for this, which in turn can buffer elevated blood sugar. For instance, a banana has 3.1 grams of fiber and raspberries have four grams. So it's important to be looking at the overall fiber intake of a fruit and definitely do not completely pill, you know, the apple, do not completely get rid of that fiber piece. And most importantly, try to eat fruit intact. So when you blend a fruit like an apple or berries or an orange, you end up decimating that fiber and all you have left is really the sugar, the fruit juice. So just something to consider. As much as I'm a big fan of smoothies, I often only focus on berries for my smoothies because I know that when I pulverize all that fiber, at least there isn't a lot of sugar and berries to begin with. So just something to consider. Number three, the third factor is the glycemic index of fruit. One thing you may not know is that I actually wrote a book on the glycemic index way back in the day. And so what the glycemic index is, is it uses a scale of zero to 100 to indicate how a particular food impacts blood sugar. Now the body processes foods with higher GI values more quickly, resulting in a rapid and sharp rise in blood glucose. While many whole fruits fall into the low or moderate GI categories, basically scoring 69 or less, certain fruits have even lower GIs than others. For example, we're gonna keep focusing on bananas today. A typical banana clocks at 47 or up to 57 when overripe. Well, a little more than a cup of raspberries have a GI score of 32. However, keep in mind that the glycemic index only tells you about the potential glucose impact of a food eaten alone, right? If you combine fruit with rich foods like protein, fat, and fiber, the glycemic effect of a snack will extremely decrease, right? So when you pair carbs, and fruit is a carb, with protein or healthy fat, you're gonna see it's gonna have a less impact on that blood sugar over time. Okay, let's talk about what else determines how much a fruit is gonna spike your blood sugar. Number one, the ripeness of fruit. So unripe fruit is going to have way less of an impact. For example, think of a ripe banana versus a unripe banana. So a ripe banana contains about 15 grams of sugar. A green banana only contains 3.2 grams of sugar, and it has a ton of resistant starch, which has a lot of metabolic benefits. That's why I really love plantains, because plantains have a lot of resistant starch, especially when they're on the greener side, which is when I really like to eat them. So just something to think about when it comes to consuming certain types of foods like unripened bananas, actually it can have a huge benefit because of the resistant starch that you're gonna be consuming. Number two, how you're consuming it. So fresh is always better than dried and fresh whole fruit is always better than blended, right? Or even juiced. So when we eat a fruit blended or juiced, we basically lose all of that fiber and we're just consuming the sugar. That's why I'm not a big fan of juices unless it's a full on vegetable juice. If you look at even a vegetable juice with apple added, you're gonna see that the grams in that juice is sometimes 30, to 40 grams of sugar. And although there's a lot of great nutrients in that juice, at the end of the day, I don't care how much nutrients is in that juice, it's gonna spike your blood sugar and that's gonna have a negative impact on the body. So just something to be thinking about. If you're gonna buy a juice from your favorite juice place, make sure that it's almost an entirely vegetable juice so that it's not gonna spike your blood sugar. 
Next is what you're eating with it. So pairing fruit with a source of fat, protein, or fiber, as we talked about earlier, or all three together, like nuts or chia seeds, is gonna help curb your blood sugar. So for example, let's just talk a smoothie really quickly. So when I'm making a smoothie, it's a lot of greens, it is a ton of protein, usually about 30 grams of protein powder, avocado, and then I'll do usually a half to three-fourths a cup of berries, and usually raspberries, blueberries, blackberries. That's usually where my focus is. And because I've got the healthy fats, I've got the protein, I've got the fiber from the greens, it's gonna really combat the pulverized blended berries. So just something to be thinking about pairing your fruit with something. So if I have a snack and it's gonna have berries with it, I always pair it with almonds. So again, you wanna be pairing your fruit with something else. And then when you're eating it. So this is super important as well. We know that your glucose is gonna go way up when you eat carbs first. So always try to have, if you're gonna have fruit, have it as the dessert portion of your meal. So first have your protein, your fats, your fiber, then finish off with those strawberries or that mango or that orange or whatever that may be so that you are blunting that blood sugar response by consuming those other foods first. And then at the end of the day, it's your individual response, right? Everything from the composition of your gut microbiome to your genetics, even your stress levels, your sleep quality, your physical activity, all of it impacts your blood sugar response. So again, just kind of know your body. That's why I love continuous glucose monitors because you'll get a good sense of what goes on when you eat certain foods and you'll know, okay, when I eat an apple by itself, this is what happens. When I eat an apple with almond butter, oh, this is what happens. Like you'll just get a better sense of what your body does. And then number six, how much you eat. So again, a couple of grapes versus a whole bowl of grapes, a very different scenario. It's kind of like one bite of cake versus a whole cake, right? One bite or a couple of grapes isn't gonna spike your blood sugar, but if you eat that whole bowl of grapes, best believe you're going to. Grapes are one of the worst offenders. And so just be thinking about you know, how much you're consuming and most importantly, at the time of the day, you know, if you just start breakfast with a big fruit smoothie, you're gonna spike your blood sugar because that's the first meal a day and it's what hits your digestive system and your bloodstream first, it's gonna cause a blood sugar spike. If you're eating a big bowl of grapes at the end of the night at like 9 p.m., also we're more insulin resistant at that time, we are absolutely gonna spike our blood sugar then as well. So again, how much you eat and when you eat it does matter as well. I think the big takeaway here is really pairing it with foods or having it after a meal so that you blunt that blood sugar response. So without further ado, here are the five best fruits to keep your blood sugar balanced. Number one, I've been highlighting it all day. <laughs> and probably my favorite fruit hands down is raspberries. Raspberries provide a fair amount of fiber and protein and relatively little sugar. And they've got all kinds of antioxidant properties that are just incredible. So love up on those raspberries. Number two, oranges. Oranges have a moderate sugar content, but a decent amount of fiber, especially when eaten whole. And they have 9% of the recommended dietary allowance of folate and other important vitamins. Number three is apples. Now, while apples contain a fair amount of sugar, the fiber content really helps to balance them out. So make sure to leave the peel on and pair it with an almond butter or another nut butter. Number four is kiwis, relatively low in sugar with a decent amount of fiber. They also contain a range of beneficial antioxidants from vitamin C to E to beta carotene and chlorophyll. Number five is coconut. 
So unsweetened dried coconut flakes have more fiber than sugar, and thanks to their fiber and fat content, they can help dampen your blood sugar response to other fruits. So just something to think about. I love pairing strawberries or berries with coconut. We whip our own coconut at home, and it's just so amazing. And because I have worn a CGM many times when I've had that, coconut whip, again, no sugar added, with berries will not spike your blood sugar. At least won't spike mine. Okay, now here are the five worst fruits for your blood sugar. Number one, bananas. Obviously, I've been focusing on bananas all day long. Bananas definitely have starch, but we know that that starch converts into sugar as it ripens. And very ripe bananas, you know, the kind of bananas that you use for banana bread, that has the most significant impact on blood sugar. Their GI can jump from mid-range all the way to almost 60, making them definitely worthy of triggering your blood sugar. Number two is grapes. Grapes contain a hefty dose of sugar with minimal fiber, and as a result, they will sharply raise your blood sugar in most instances. Number three is mangoes. Again, like most tropical fruits, mangoes pack a lot of sugar and not enough fiber to significantly offset the rise of blood sugar. So mangoes, pineapples, you know, those are the types of things that are gonna light you up. Number four, pineapple. While most fruits on this list have a low glycemic index, pineapple's glycemic index is in the mid-range, which means it's most likely to spike your blood sugar. Again, not enough fiber to offset. So just be mindful, again, of those tropical fruits. Papaya, mangoes, pineapples, guavas. These are all gonna be the types of fruits that are gonna spike your blood sugar. And then number five is gonna be dates. So given the high sugar content of just one date, these fruits are not meant for snacking. However, in the context of using a small number of dates as a natural sweetener in desserts, this fruit is a better choice than straight up table sugar or even coconut sugar. So at the end of the day, no matter what fruit you decide to eat or when, it's always a good idea to pair it with foods rich in protein, fats, and fibers to help blunt that spike. You can also drink a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar about five minutes before you eat a whole bowl of dates. And most importantly, try to incorporate glucose balancing, other foods, or even herbs to support you. This is one of the reasons why I loved creating my glucose support supplement because it has the amount of berberine and other herbal components that will help blunt a blood sugar spike up to 40%. That's why I love the glucose support. So if you know you're about to have a raspberry tart or you're gonna have a big fruit smoothie, definitely I recommend taking two of my glucose support capsules before that so that you can blunt that blood sugar response. And then also always go for a walk. I'm in Italy right now, so I apologize if my sound is a little bit off. I have my tiny mic with me. I'm actually holding it right now. And there is gelato everywhere, right, obviously. And so we've been eating a little bit of gelato, and I have been giving glucose support to my entire family to help blunt the blood sugar response. Because, you know, when in Italy, <laughs> you eat gelato. But when you have a great tool like glucose support, we can blunt some of that with ease. And we're always walking when we're eating gelato. That is my rule. If we're gonna eat gelato, we're gonna take a walk. We're gonna walk the town. We're gonna walk the ocean, like the beach side, so that we can burn off that glucose as we are consuming it. So if you're loving this episode, you're loving the tips in this episode, be sure to subscribe for more easy tips to heal your hormones and to upgrade your health. Until the next episode, have an amazing day.